0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Our next guest says something we all know is painful news. Canada no longer has the best health care system in the world. So how can we fix it? If you have thoughts, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 740 I'm here with Stephen Skivington. He's a health care policy expert and author of This May Hurt a Bit, Reinventing Canada's Health Care System. Welcome. Thanks for being with us. Oh, it's my
1: great pleasure. Thank you.
0: Okay. Well, you are going where even our Conservative government does not dare to go they have assured everybody they're not talking about two-tier health care, but you are
1: yeah I actually have my ten solutions the first one is stop lying to us and uh, that's uh, I really wish that they'd be honest and say You've got to let people go when you're restructuring the healthcare care system, uh, when they're putting the 14 lens in there. You have to touch the third rail. In fact, I say touching the third rail and having a hybrid private parallel system is a good thing. When you think of it, the train doesn't run unless you touch the third rail. And in order for our healthcare system to operate at peak efficiency, we have to be brave enough to touch the third rail. So I've written a book. I sort of say I'm like every man. Uh, I've been dropped behind enemy lines for the last 25 years, and now, like a canary in a coal mine or a war correspondent, I've come back to report on what I've seen. And uh, anybody could have written this book. It's a very easy book to read, a very uh, easy book to digest. Uh, I'm just really telling the story of healthcare, Medicare in Canada, and how we might fix it.
0: Okay, so uh, when you say two-tier healthcare, uh, does that mean there's, so there's a public and a private system... And if you opt to pay, then you don't have to get in line in the public system. You kind of pay money and and jump the queue, right?
1: Yeah. What I'm referring to is a hybrid system, which is a mix of public and private, like every other country in the world, except for Canada. And there's a great misnomer that that, uh, we want a second tier for the rich. Well, the rich already have a second tier. It's called America. They just get on a plane and go to America. They don't need this. We need this. The middle class, the boomers, the zoomers, we're the ones that ultimately are going to push this because... Uh, There's no way we're going to put up with waiting the amount of time that we have to wait for hips and eyes and all kinds of stuff. Uh, The other thing I would say is two tiers would be a huge improvement because we currently have 10 to 15 tiers. You know, we have uh, uh, the WSIB, the workers' compensation tier, the RCMP tier, the prisoners' tier. Did you know prisoners have better access to health care than the rest of us? Yes, I do know that. That's kind of annoying. Yeah. I mean, uh, the people listening out there think that's okay. I certainly don't. Uh, In the case of Brian Day's Charter Challenge, the BC okay, government. let's – we
0: have to remind people exactly what that is. So uh, Brian Day is an orthopedic surgeon yes. yeah. in B.C. Good. And by the way, B.C. is a place uh, with just about the most private health care in the country. Uh, and he is taking the government to court uh, because they don't want to have private health care. And, and people pay all kinds of extra fees to
1: mm-hmm. – do whatever there. Yeah. So the government of British Columbia in the first six months had 20 lawyers spend $20 million to keep people on wait lists and dying on wait lists and suffering in pain. I think that's disgraceful. Apparently the number's up to $30 million now, uh, whereas Brian Day managed to raise from the public $2 million, just to put that in perspective. Um,
0: dying on wait lists?
1: Yeah, people are dying. Let, let me explain. Oh. Like, I had my heart problem. Now, as I say, one of the things I like to see in the Canada Health Act is for quality to be one of the six principles. It's not one of the f- current five. And what happens is, if I had died, instead of being um, recovering from my heart trouble, it would have been the exact same thing, because everybody would have moved up one. So for the bean counters, it's all about, it's all about moving the line. It's not about quality. I say that, you know,
0: well, just a minute. So w- what um, procedure did you need?
1: Well, I had a uh, severum atrial fibrillation, but I was I had a VTAC attack, and uh, so my heart's out of rhythm, and I had to be – I basically died, and they had to shoot me back into oh, rhythm. Dear. And uh, it was in the back of the ambulance. I decided I was going to write this book before it was too late. So, yeah. And how
0: would private – if you needed – how would private health care have helped you?
1: Well uh, – it, it, what I would have done was given some options probably before I even got to that point. I'm, I'm really big on, see, we have two problems with our healthcare system. One is it's a sickness system, not a healthcare system. So we've you, heard that before. So, so you've got, you know, and I, and I liken it to, if you have a serious problem, like a heart or you hit your car crash, it's like being at the Indy 500, you pull into the pits and this incredible team works on you. If your problem isn't serious, but you'd still like to do something about it, like you're or or whatever. Uh, it's like when you get a snowstorm in Toronto and, uh, you know, the main road gets plowed, and maybe three days later your road might get plowed if you don't, you know, live on the main road. And that's that's a big part of the problem. But the the other thing is we have a monster accounting problem. And it's quite interesting because the millennials and the iGens uh, think, I don't have to care about health care. I'm healthy. I, you know, why do I have to worry about this for another 20, 30 years? Well, here's the problem. Here's some numbers from the book. So us boomers uh, will get $4,000 more health care. We'll use $4,000 more health care in our lives than we've paid for through our taxes. The millennials will pay um, $18,000 more in taxes than health care received. And the iGens will pay $27,000 more in taxes than health care received.
0: And where are those numbers from?
1: That, that's from a study, a 2012 study by Emory and uh, a couple of other guys. It's, it's noted in the book.
0: And w- who who funded that study?
1: No, I have no idea who funded it. But it's uh, what I've tried to do is this is not a... Uh, like, I'm not being funded by anybody. Like, I'm not like the other side that's being funded by the unions and, uh, you know, has all kinds of... NLP yeah, but funding. we have,
0: we have you know, people, you know, for instance, I talk to the Fraser Institute often. Mm-hmm. So they have a certain point of view yep. when they're doing that study yep. and that you take that into account the same way.
1: Uh, well, I, that, I, have a, I have a mix of studies. I use Fraser. I use uh, ISIS, the uh, Institute for Health um uh, clinical health evaluation, uh, a whole bunch of studies on the uh, whole map. I tried not to make it a book of statistics, you know, the famous statistics of lies, <laughs> lies, damn lies, and statistics. I didn't want to overwhelm people with statistics. I just want to put a few in there. Mainly, though, this is about I would like people to buy the book, read the book, and join the revolution, what I referred to as a, a healthcare Arab Spring. I would like people to be prepared when the candidates come knocking on the door, which are already starting to do to make healthcare the number one issue in this upcoming federal election. And the only way we're going to know that is to be able to quiz the candidates, not let them get away with saying, I support Medicare or I'm against two-tier. Because frankly, if that's what you're, where you're coming from, we will end up with a US-style two-tier system by 2030 because we will have bankrupted ourselves. if, Unless you allow the kind of innovation I'm pitching um, – the, the system is unsustainable. So, you know, unless you're good with every school being a private school, every road being a toll road, well, no I mean, no money. Remember, no, I, don't,
0: I don't see how that is the result. European countries do have a little bit of private health care. Yep. So... How do you preserve the public system if you still have the private system? What's oh, your-
1: indeed. You you put in legislation like doctors have to do so many hours a month within the public before they do, can do private. There's all kinds of ways to do it. And in fact, I'm going down to Concordia University in September to do a full-day workshop in which we'll take my 10 ideas, the big fix, and the students will actually try to figure out how do you take all 14 health ministries in Canada and create one super ministry in, uh, at the federal level, for example. Uh, you know, how do you... Um, how do you uh, put quality and and what does it mean putting quality as part of the Canada health act so
0: yeah but i don't i don't know if it's very simple to change that because there are jurisdictional issues well, and it, Quebec will agree all, and all, all, of, all of that. No,
1: all of, my ten, all of my 10 ideas are doable. Simple no. Uh, yes, you have to change the constitution in order to have the feds do that. So, you know, one can simply throw up their hands and just let the bus go over the cliff, which is what's going to happen. Or we can be creative and think outside the box. You know, one of the great problems with thinking outside the box, we, we force ourselves to stay in the box. You know, we're the only ones that are keeping ourselves from thinking outside the box. So what I'm doing in my book is I've got a lot of ideas in which I, you know, I really push how we think.
0: Um, We're starting to run out of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think uh, the provincial government here is on the right track by creating one super agency?
1: Uh, I'm disappointed in what they've done in that it wasn't nearly enough. I know for people on the left, they think, oh, this is too much. Um, You've got to, if you're going to roll all those lins into a super agency – You've got people that are administrators. We don't need them. We need frontline health. Um you need, you need medical tourism. You need uh, co-payments. You need uh, extra billing. You need uh, medical savings accounts. All the things I talk about in the book. So I'm disappointed. In the same way I'm disappointed what Mike Harris did 20 years ago with the Health Care Restructuring Act didn't go far enough then. Could have because he certainly won a, want the a mandate a majority four years later. These guys, I see, no one's going to defeat them uh, four years from now. So take the bold steps. Don't take the little steps because here's the problem.
0: But do you believe that? The, I mean, I don't think anyone believes that this is really going to happen without layoffs. So they're they're cutting out levels of administration. Well, that's they.
1: that's what I'm saying. Stop lying to us. Like admit that. Tell the truth explain why. You know, people are intelligent. People will get it. And, um, you know, I would just like to see us have that adult conversation in which we can actually talk about this stuff in a mature adult way and make tough decisions. Because here's the problem. You've had doctors and nurses and other healthcare professionals keeping the system from collapsing over the last 20 years. Any normal person would let it collapse. And we could have worked at fixing this 20 years ago. Now we're getting to where it's almost too late. So we have to do something now. So that's my my goal here. And I'm certainly hoping that we could uh, maybe look at forming an Institute of Healthcare Reform and Innovation. I'm, I'm right now looking around for backers for that so that we can we can actually uh, make our healthcare system better, made in Canada solution, and make it better for everybody.
0: Okay. Stephen Skivington, thank you so much for being with us. Appreciate
1: it. Oh, it's my great pleasure. Thank you.